Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Live Call In Show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and you know that I do love Star Wars. And in Australia, and in many places in the Southern Hemisphere, it is already Christmas Eve. And I'd like to wish all the listeners uh, a Merry Christmas, a Merry Holidays, a Merry Life Day, a Merry Festivus. Although the Festivus didn't seem that merry as depicted on Seinfeld. We're going to be talking about your Star Wars Christmas memories with Seth Davidson all the way from New Zealand. And she's actually just called in. Saf, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Now, Saf, you're in New Zealand, and in the spirit of Christmas, we're going to put away our Australian-New Zealand bias, just for the spirit <laughs> of the holidays. Okay, if you say so. Oh, all right, well. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'll be good. Set. The tone has been set. We've had a, uh, a quite a, a rocky day in Star Wars fandom. Of course, we're just dealing with Carrie Fisher having a, a heart attack reportedly in a stable condition at the moment. And as I just tweeted, I, I cannot wait for Carrie Fisher's hilarious response to finding out that after all these years, she's in a stable condition. I just want to... I just want her back. I just want her making Disney press relations people very nervous. That's what I want. Um, but it's Christmas. Um, we've, we've had a health scare. It is time to be positive. If you want to call in about Rogue One, that is fine. But if you've got a nitpick, today is not the day for it. We're going <laughs> to celebrate all things that are good about Star Wars Christmas. So if you have got a Christmas memory, uh, you want to join in the number, whether you can call or if you're international out of America, Skype for international ad, a plus one. And then it is 646-668-8360. And if someone can invent a good Star Wars word that fits in with those numbers, that would be fantastic if you can get to me about that. Seth, do you have any um, fond Star Wars Christmas memories to start us off? Hmm, fond Star Wars Christmas memories. I remember last Christmas, my angel on my tree was Ray. I'm not sure it's much of a story, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fond. 
It is fond. Yeah, it's really fond. Um, this year, actually, uh, every year I do a Christmas dinner for my friends. And this year, or every year, they usually chip in and give me like a big present. Um, and so a couple of years back, it was like a friend's box set. Last year, it was an Instax camera. Um, and this year, they gave me a new podcasting microphone because they know how much I love podcasting about Star Wars. So that was really sweet. I, I cried a little bit. And it also means that now I have a nicer mic. <laughs> so is this the present right now or are you holding off till Christmas? Yeah, no, I'm using it right now. Oh my God, it is a Christmas miracle. I <laughs> love it. Um, I should point out for uh, new listeners, this is the call-in show format. We also on Steel Wars do interview shows and blog pods, which are sort of audio diaries. And there's a new one of that up right now. It is episode one. 17 and it's kind of like an audio diary at our Rogue One premiere talking to how excited fans were of all ages and you also get a sweet little easter egg of the in cinema reaction to a certain Australian actor making his first appearance in the film hashtag Mendo I remember as a um, and, and, and we've had a few write in memories for people that didn't have time or weren't available to call in but it, it was interesting there's, there's like some mid-90s Christmas memories which I'm uh, you know I remember in in the 80s and I was a Return of the Jedi baby and and just the thrill of opening presents and I remember getting Princess Leia bush disguise and just being so overjoyed because for me it was like two separate characters you know it was like a bounty hunter or Princess Leia. So I felt like I got great value. And I remember running in to tell my mother that Santa got me Princess Leia and she didn't seem that surprised. And it took me a few <laughs> years to work out that she might have had some inside word from Santa about that one. But uh, it was one of those things where you sort of realise things as you get older. But I, I just remember distinctly just thinking, she doesn't seem that into this. What's up with this? What's going on? What's, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's up with that? <laughs> We've got a bunch of people in the chat room and we invite you to call in and drop us some Christmas memories. I will go to the supporter page where people have been leaving a few and, uh, and then we'll get in with the callers. Paul McWhorter writes, that his Star Wars Christmas memory is finding the box set of special edition original trilogies in my Santa sack in 97 or 98 when I was 9 or 10. I was the happiest I've ever been and got super upset when I couldn't watch A New Hope because I had to go to Christmas lunch. Then was given a damn Ronto for Christmas. Thanks, Nan. That's like, <laughs> The Ronto for me is such a... I don't know. It, it, it's weird to think of getting a Ronto for um, Christmas when you're a little kid. That that was not available to me. When I was little, we didn't have any Rontos. We uh, we had Jewbacks and we loved them. They didn't move. They were <laughs> awesome. They just stood in the background. But nothing says Christmas like a Ronto, hey, Saf? Yeah, absolutely. Just put a little hat on it and it's great. <laughs> How is um, your, your Force Awakens? I keep saying The Force Awakens. I cannot swap to having two <laughs> Star Wars films in 12 months. How was your Rogue One experience? It was really 
really good. Um, we went to the midnight screening because in New Zealand we don't have any other screening for the first day it comes out for some reason. And it was heaps of fun. It just had a good atmosphere and my friends that I sat with put up with me grabbing their arm and slapping them excitedly whenever something happened. And I've seen it twice since then, I think. It's just, oh, I loved it so much. And I was wrecked the next day, but it was totally worth it to see the movie. Yeah, I, Australia is also a midnight screening place, which is, I like it. I, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts. And then we do the, um, the live reaction podcast afterwards, which just makes it worse. I, um, totally ruin about a hundred listeners next day at work or next couple of days at work. It's, it's super fun. What was your highlight of the film, sir? Ooh, of the film? Probably Cherit. I really love Cherit. Yeah, he's, he is been, um, I wasn't that sort of amped up about him, but once, like, the, the actual film, it was just, he was so, I don't know, just called cool. someone where it's just like, come on, Marvel, where are the, where's the comic series? Like, if, <laughs> if Chirrut and Bays had a, a comic book series, it would, it would be something that would make me buy the comics with a little bit less, um, begrudging. Sometimes I'm just like, come on, Marvel, do it for me. For Rush has a uh, Star Wars Christmas memory. Two years in a row, I asked for an AT-AT from Santa and slept with my two AT-AT pillows. Oh, sorry. Aww. I got confused then. And slept with my two AT-AT pilots under my pillow. <laughs> two years in a row. Denied. Learning from this experience, I asked for a snow speeder the next year, sleeping with Luke and Chewie under my pillow. Denied again. It hasn't affected me. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> sure you're fine after year. that. <laughs> no regrets. It's like, it's not like I bring it up after a few beers with Santa every year. I need to lie <laughs> down. I'm done. Christmas sucks. Star Wars sucks. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I've got to screen these memories before I put them up. I, I think the tough thing for Farouche is sleeping for three Christmases in a row with vintage Star Wars figures poking him in the head underneath the pillows. That must be really tough. <laughs> Last year for Christmas, I got my nephew uh, the Lego race feeder because he's getting into like Star Wars and Lego and well, he was last year. Um, and I wanted to give him like a cool female character and I gave him the speeder on Christmas day and he was super excited about the speeder and then was like, girls aren't cool. I'm giving it to someone else. And he put like one of his male characters from some random TV show onto it. And during that Christmas lunch, I got super drunk and I was like, my nephew doesn't deserve Ray. So I stole the little Ray liquor from him. <laughs> he kept the ship, but now I have this little stolen figure from my own nephew just sitting on my desk as a reminder of my own folly. Well, I, I think stealing back Christmas presents that you no longer think someone deserves is the true meaning of Christmas. You've not Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very disappointing. Did you, um, were you begging Santa for Star Wars toys as um, a young sass? I was, it wasn't much of like a figures thing or figures person. It was Pokemon when I was a kid, but I was always hoping that the Jedi would come and be like, hey, you're a Jedi, come with us. Like, that was always kind of, when it was Christmas, I was always like, maybe a lightsaber or 
or maybe Obi-Wan will come to my door or something. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything that my parents could grant me, unfortunately. Oh, not with that attitude. <laughs> they would, I think they wanted the Jedi to take me, so they were probably glad about that. <laughs> I love the idea that you're just waiting for the knock on the door. And, uh, it was like Hogwarts. Like, everyone's waiting for the Hogwarts letters. I was waiting for the Jedi. <laughs> Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Uh, Matthew <laughs> Thurban has a Christmas memory he shared on the supporter page. I could talk about the Kennehoff Imperial attack base that Santa gave me for Christmas in 1980. Now, that is um, an interesting... Like, it is... You know, we sort of know Star Wars toys and they're, they're, they're harmless, but it is weird to hope for a Imperial attack base for Christmas. But um, it was the 80s. It was a different time. But my <laughs> favourite Star Wars Christmas memory was from yesterday. I was in hospital for a minor operation. Oh, man, I hope you're okay, mate. And I was hesitant to go through with it so close to Christmas. After waking up from the anaesthetic haze and seeing my wife and sons again, they gave me a huge hug. And the first thing my boys asked was, can we watch Star Wars? This brought warm feelings to my heart. Then it all came crashing down to earth again when Luke said he wanted to watch the saga from beginning to end, starting with (laughs) episode one. God, a lot of these... Christmas memories are laced with other things. We compromised <laughs> yeah. and watched the Phantom edit, and I fell asleep on the lounge after the first 30 minutes. Well, that is just delightful, most of it, anyway. <laughs> we've got a Skype caller who's been on hold for about a minute. So if that is you, who is calling and where are you calling from? Hi, still, it's Darren here again. How are you doing? Darren Lutchner, regular listener and call winnerer, and also the person that put together the really cool episode of everyone's hopes and dreams of The Force Awakens, which we just put up, which looked back at what people on the Steel Wars podcast were hoping to get out of it. Which one of those, Darren, was the most surprising to you or, or you found the most interesting of the hopes and dreams of the guests? Well, I heard a few of them a number of times going through the edit, and I was um, I was glad to hear all the different um, the, the feedback we got on that, which was really good to, to hear and see some of that feedback. And your comments at the end sort of summed up pretty much mine. I think I had two outstanding ones. One was always it's always good to hear how Ash Williams his view on how poor old uh, Darth Vader uh, it wasn't gonna you know he wasn't in the new one, so also. Which was uh, which is his view, which is quite funny. So, uh, my friend Ash Williams, who's an enigma. He's a he's um, I describe him. He's a comedian in inverted commas, and I describe him um, if <laughs> Fabio lived like Kramer. That that's pretty much him. So he's a, a definitely right. gorgeous man that has some strange lifestyle choices, but. When we were discussing The Force Awakens and he was asking if Darth Vader's going to be in it, and I said, no, 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 he died. And his response was, which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard, was, oh, they're going to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they did. Carlo Ren is still missing him every day. He, 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 
pretty much that was a spoiler for the show. What's on your mind today, Darren? Sorry, and just another one, uh, just a quick one, just another one that, that stood out there was another comedian friend of yours, Mr. Nick Maso Mason, who was going to think that was so excited for Superman versus Batman to come out, and uh, that was going to be his movie of the year. So uh, that was quite funny as well. Um, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the um, the irony of that one. That was Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet podcast, and uh, he was sort of like, "Yeah, yeah, Force Awakens, Batman versus Superman. That's where the action's at." And listening to his response after seeing Batman versus Superman is like, yeah, "That Force Awakens was pretty good, hey buddy." What, what, what's your Star Wars Christmas memory, uh, Darren? Well, I don't actually—I ha- don't actually have much of a memory. Um, be- being uh, Jewish, we don't do a lot of Christmas, and so I don't have much memory there. But I do have a question related to Christmas for you guys um, that can sure. help me out a bit. So, uh, all the all the new movies are all coming out mid-December, so it's very close to Christmas. So, what were the? And I know there's different. This will be different for overseas as Australia. But what were the dates or rough dates of the original, all six original movies? Um, were they close to Christmas or were they different times? Well, traditionally, Star Wars is a May uh, release, in America anyway. You know, in Australia, I know for a few films, we got, you know, very staggered releases. I I think Return of the Jedi might have, it could have been about five months. I'm not sure. But I know even the original Star Wars and and The Phantom Menace was, do you remember when The Phantom Menace came out, Zach? That was about three weeks after... America for us down here in Australasia. Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, I remember there was a ga- like there was a couple of weeks gap because I know a lot of super hardcore fans when I'm going over, I'm not waiting for this. But um, it was a little bit easier then. The internet wasn't as um, well, it was nothing like it is now, so it was easier to dodge news. But yeah, previously, Darren, they'd all been released in in May, so this phenomenon of having these Star Wars Christmases is is quite new and I, I love it. I, I think it's really cool and I know yeah. I've, I've heard other people talk about how it's a good reason, you know, to get together with people before Christmas that you maybe, you know, once things got, you know, the hustle and bustle of Christmas, you might not um, be able to make time to meet up with them. So it's a, it's a cool little tradition to meet up with your Star Wars nerd mates and yeah, go I check agree. out some walls and, and, and break it down. And, you know, it's, it's cool, I know, for us, Darren, to see, you know, everyone at the the releases in Melbourne, the, the premiere event. So... Well, it's actually a good time for us, obviously, being starting to be summer, where we can start to break the T-shirts out, right? You know, we, we're not rugged up in our winter clothes. So it's, to me, it's sort of that, that, that sort of style as well. And, you know, having coming out of the into the summer it's it's all the weather from here so yeah and, and the end of the year it's a good sort of it's good to know that it's at the same time of year you can get, get yourself psyched up and you you know same pattern which is which works well i feel yeah i like the pattern and i i have an, a feeling and and also a hope because it's what i want to happen is uh they've been they've stopped mentioning disney has stopped mentioning the release date for the han solo film uh, they only talk about it in years now not not, not a month and stuff. So I kind of hope, well, I really hope that they bounce uh, Han Solo back to December because I, I, yeah. I just find five months after seeing episode eight, like, and 
I know I'm not. I, I've, I feel like I've got more patience than the average Star Wars fan, but oh, I'm happy to tide that over till December. I think I'll still be buzzing about, hopefully, after Luke Skywalker ignites the green. I think I'll still be, hopefully, watching that scene <laughs> over and over or or just making sad YouTube videos about episode nine, your last chance. Come on, do it. <laughs> I want to see that green Yeah, I'm hoping it gets pushed back too. Um, I, I like the December releases because they're, it's a nice thing to have at the end of the year because, you know, years can be long and exhausting and then you have Star Wars and it's really, really nice to have in the holiday season and especially because it's, yeah, summer here. So it makes me want to get out of the house more and actually go watch movies because it's not depressingly cold or rainy or anything. <laughs> um, and if Han Solo is in May, then or March, it is May, right? Then, yeah, we get, like, a few months after episode eight, and then we get, like, a whole other year again to wait, and it's just, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I'm, once a year is a bit too soon for me in reality, like, when I think about it, I could do it a little bit more apart, just to totally soak up the lead-up and the breakdown and stuff, but every December, it is it, it is a really cool tradition and sort of... I don't know, adds a bit of, I don't know, like almost like a safety net for people, if, you know, maybe they're, you know, it has been a tough year and, and it will maybe, you know, like myself where I'm, I'm not so happy with the person I would like to be on Christmas Day or due to um, being on separate sides of the planet. It's a nice little warm hug from the galaxy far, far away. Although hopefully episode eight might have a, oh, actually it probably won't have a more uplifting end to Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> if, if the pattern prevails, it's going to be uh, a bit of a a bit of a dark one. A bit of a dark one. Yeah, well, just on that, Nathan and I have a, um, my 15-year-old son and I actually have a, starting to get a tradition where we obviously go to the midnight session and then uh, Boxing Day or around that, we uh, we then go to the IMAX um, version, the 3D version of it. So it's it's starting to be a good tradition, which which I'm enjoying a lot. So that's, uh, I, I guess other people are starting to do a, you know, their own traditional way of watching it and watching the second one and, you know, listening to your podcast. So it's uh, it's good. It's all very exciting. Thanks, Darren, and it is an honour to play a a little small part in your family's tradition. I always love seeing you guys. It's it's cool to have father and son come to podcasts and listen to the occasional swear word together. It's it's what makes a great family. (laughs) He's used to it by now. Don't worry about that. (laughs) I think those days are gone. I've lost that that one. Thank you very much. It's been a wonderful year, and I wish you and, and your family and your listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, looking forward to, to all the stuff that's coming up next year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Darren. Thanks, Dee. We'll speak to you later. See ya. Bye. I'll put you back on hold. Um, if you do have a, a Christmas memory or a, uh, something that you want to, a positive bit of Star Wars fandom about uh, Rogue One or whatever, you can call 646-668-8360. And if you are non-America on Skype, add a little plus one at the start of that and it will send it to the correct 
idiot on a laptop with a headphone set in Melbourne, Australia, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure where I was going with that. Um, we have got 347 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Steele, it's Emily calling from Brooklyn. Emily Lind, how are you? Happy holidays. Emily, you'd remember, guested on the the podcast festival episode. I was trying to remember what the podcast was called then. It has been a long year when someone that produces so many podcasts can't remember what a podcast is called. (laughs) What's on your mind tonight in New York City? Well, obviously, I mean, today was a bit of an emotional upheaval, and I just wanted to talk about Carrie a little bit. And, I mean, I I want to keep this positive because I think too many times it takes something bad to happen before we, we talk about how much we appreciate people. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was this weird, like I was at, I was at work when, when the news about her heart attack broke and I, I was just sitting at my desk crying and I was trying to, and I was, I mean, obviously it's a very sad thing, but I was trying to figure out why it was affecting me so much emotionally because I, I mean, I don't, I don't know her. I've never met her. That happening that that really was a kick in the stomach. And I think, especially as a woman, like I was six years old watching Star Wars, and there's Princess Leia, and it's science fiction, especially back then and still now, is not always great with women. But they managed to make Leia not just a romantic interest, but also this really strong character in her own right who stood up to Han and stood up to Darth Vader. And I think Carrie Fisher embodies all of that herself. Like, she's just very intelligent, very funny, and also just this, this woman who's been very candid about her life and her struggles. And she's such this amazing icon as a, I think especially as a female science fiction fan. And I just, I don't know, I sort of want to talk about her and, and, and think about how important she is to Star Wars and to just Star Wars fandom. Sorry, I'm still getting, even talking about it, I'm getting emotional, even though Uh. she's in stable condition now. Um, actually, no, <laughs> uh, something else just came out about that, that her brother didn't actually oh, say no. that. Um, oh, they're not God. saying if she's okay or not okay, but she's still, um, in ICU. But no, okay. I totally understand because I spent, uh, cause the news came out this morning here. And so I spent the entire time I was making breakfast, just like standing there and shaking and trying not to cry. And yeah, I was the oh. same. I was just like, I don't even know this lady, but she just feels like someone that I could know or like somebody who could be part of my family. She's just so, she's this like strong person who just like exists in the fandom we're part of and just in the world in general. And I've always looked up to her as a really big inspiration. And so I just, I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's when I, you know, I woke and the first thing I sadly do every day is look at my phone in bed and before I had a chance to um, caress my ego in podcast stats, I saw that 
come up and it was just it's just such a, a kick to the gut because as um, you know Emily and, and, and Saf have said you know we don't know her but she's so ingrained in our lives and we've got such warm memories about her and you know I I, I am sure that if I laid down in front of a psychologist on, on a on a couch my a lot of my um, like attributes I would look for in uh, a, a partner in a girl would would sort of be derived from Princess Leia like just that that brave strong-willed you know not taking crap attitude that I just you know and funny and challenge set up my uh, if I ever had an adult matchmaker, that's what I'd be looking for. It was <laughs> a Princess Leia, do you know what I mean? She was so so kick ass, so funny, and it was. It, it's weird the way I, I always get upset or annoyed with, you know, you get a celebrity that you know has passed away, and and we really hope this is not where it goes, but. And then other people, and then people have an outpouring, whether it's for, you know, for Prince or, um, you know, Freddie Mercury. And then, and then there's always the cynics that go, oh, you didn't even, you know, you're crying over, so you didn't even know. And it's, it's like you did know them through what they produced and, and, and their art and, you know, with Carrie Fisher, her, her interviews and the show she's done at, at Celebration. And, and they just intertwine with your life. So... It, it has been a really tough morning and like I just like she's like much like you know someone like like Mark Hamill it, it just appears like they're so cool off you know apart from like being you know an actor and stuff like she's mm-hmm. I posted up a, a thing today where she was on one of the morning shows for Force Awakens and it is one of the Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Funniest, like up there with any comedian's like guest spot on like Letterman or, or Conan. She just takes over and just destroys. She is so funny. She just rides the edge of what she should be saying on morning television when promoting a Star Wars film for Disney. It, it's just a delight. And I just... You know, that's why I tweeted out before. It's just like I'm, I'm just setting my hopes, and you know, it's. I, I hope her recovery is 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 quick and painless. But it would be, you know, this is what sort of getting me through it is just thinking I can't wait for that standing ovation at Star Wars Celebration. Like that. Oh, like, definitely. I mean, here's hoping. Yeah. Like, and you know, it is. It is a strange thing. We don't appreciate things until it. You know, we feel like we're, we're you know, going to, to lose them. And I um, I have a great 
um, Carrie Fisher memory from um, she does the her one woman show Wishful Drinking, which was off her her book, her bestselling yeah. book, and she and she did it at the Athenaeum, which is a giant. I think it's maybe like two thousand seat in in Melbourne, like a two two level theater, and. I got Jackie, my wife, the tickets to it for you know, Christmas or birthday or something, but as a present. And, you know, I do stand-up comedy and I don't want to be anywhere near the front because I like to be, like, towards the back and I like to take it in. I don't want to be part of it when I'm not a part of it. Like, I just want to, like, I don't want to have to worry about my reactions when they're close to me and stuff like that. I just, it's, it's too much for me to mm. deal with. So I, I like being a bit further back. And in stand-up comedians at a stand-up comedy gig, they want to be a- against the back wall. It's just like they want to know what's going on but be as far away as possible from it. Yeah. So I got these tickets and they were double A. So I thought that the, how the seat listing would go would it would go from, you know, A to Z and then it would start <laughs> double A. <laughs> nope. That's how the alphabet works, doesn't it? <laughs> well, apparently not. Apparently, double A is means you're in the front row. You don't apparently know how to get a seat map. Yeah, well, let's not. It, it, we're here to be positive. We're not here to judge things I don't know how to do, Emily. All right. So let's just stay in. The, let's not turn it into a witch hunt. You know, okay, let's I'm not sorry, point fingers. Mistakes were made. But anyway, it was, it was so we a very ended up reasonable assumption. <laughs> so I went from wanting to be, you know, a, a, you know, twenty meters, thirty meters back to being dead center of the theater. <laughs> that, like it, I could not be any closer to Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> she comes out, and we are just like we just turn into goofs. We just turn into like just marshmallow when she walks out like we can't believe oh my god Carrie Fisher and like it's 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 just incredible and she comes out and she starts sprinkling um glitter like she has little um like glitter of of like champagne glasses and balloons and stuff like this sort of you know this is not your daddy's glitter this is some you know newfangled you know, cut out glitter she's there. But she comes along and to add an air of show business, she sprinkles glitter on the front of the audience. And she gets to us and we're just looking up mouth agape and she keeps motioning for Jackie to cover up her glass of wine. Like, so the glitter doesn't fall into it. And Jackie can't work out what she's signaling because it's just too intense that Princess Leia is acknowledging her presence on the planet. And we did. We went We went there thinking we were going to be 30 metres back. And now she's like a metre away from us sprinkling glitter in our drinks. So I had to lean over because Jackie just couldn't. Her brain had stopped working. Her mouth was agape. And I just I put my hand over her wine glass, the top, and then <laughs> Carrie Fisher mouthed a thank you and uh, went on. And we actually, um, I was talking about, this with Jackie today and in her book Wistful Drinking we she put in a few of those little glitter things as as presents or as as a memento so we've still got our little Carrie Fisher glitter and my absolute highlight of the whole thing was she told one joke that 
I particularly found hilarious. It was sort of like an aside. And I just laughed my ass off at how funny it was. And it didn't get, like, it was sort of just like a little, like, Easter egg joke. And she, and she had her back to the audience and I started laughing. And then she turned around and looked at me and she goes, I love your laugh. And, <laughs> oh, my God, I, I, I just, just trembled. It was just, it you was You do have a very was, recognizable laugh. Yes, yeah. I've, I've been at the back of that theatre. One of my friends, um, Tom Gleason, was supporting Louis C.K. And he said when he heard my laugh at the back for his first joke, he was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be all right. Still here. It's just another gig. <laughs> it had a 2,000 people and, and some idiot's cackle gets a, uh, a mention. Uh, Seth, have you... You've been to celebrations and stuff. Have you ever had any interactions with Carrie Fisher going to one of her panels? I have been to one celebration. I went last year and I don't think I've had any actual interactions with her. I can't remember if she was on the stage for the, the Force Awakens panel. Was she? Yeah, with um yeah, with Bresnikan and BB eight, that one. No, like the, the big panel that they had at the Star Celebration last year. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Oh, yeah, he hosted before he was he was mega famous Bresnikan. Oh, okay. That explains why I don't um, remember him being there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the closest I've ever been to her. Because um, I managed to get, like, three rows in the front, I think, for that, which was really cool. And she just had, like, this presence. I really wanted to, like, get a signature for her or something, but I don't actually like doing that stuff. I just wanted to just walk up there and just be like, hi, like, wait in the line and just be like, hi, and then leave. But that felt rude, so I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she is the best. I I, I really I just like from a comedian's point of view, her, I I love her humour so much. Like I um I, I I just adore it. Um, Emily, uh, do you have any any Star Warsy Christmas memories? Even if it was even it was from last year's Force Awakens. Uh, Christmas Bonanza. Honestly, I, I really, I guess I don't. I mean, obviously, Force Awakens, I was just high off of that movie for like a month. Christmas sort of blended into Star Wars. I don't know which I was more excited about, but I mean, I, I don't think anything of will ever top last December because it was the first one and the amazing joy that I felt seeing The Force Awakens was like a little kid like meeting Santa Claus and it doesn't matter how good the other movies are it doesn't matter how excited I am for them nothing will ever beat the immense happiness I felt seeing The Force Awakens in theaters for the first time yeah that mm. I, I was like that like at, at The Force Awakens premiere last year like it was sort of like I was kind of sad the movie was there because I, I enjoyed the lead up to it and the anticipation so much. And it was sort of as the film was like going to start, I was just like, you know, it, 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 the, I, I, please be good. But the lead up to it and, and just having these 800 people, you know, that, that from all around Australia, some people from uh, around the world, you know, that all have different backgrounds and professions and, and beliefs. Um, but in this room, just like super amped 
to see spaceships go up and down and, and laser swords get ignited, it's just like pretty bloody good. Pretty bloody good. So I uh, I do love that. I, I will, I've got, if you want to hang out, Emily, I've got uh, a memory that Eric Southers just emailed me. Oh, and I love Eric. Yeah, Eric does a lot of great work for the Steel Wars podcast, uh, doing the little clamor clips. And next week we'll have a... I'm considering this as my big Christmas present. Eric got on the, the Steel Wars, Star Wars... or the Steel Wars listener, Star Wars Safe Haven, which is our little Facebook group, which anyone who uh, is a listener of the podcast is welcome to join. It's about 300 people talking about Star Wars rationally. If people don't (laughs) like something about it, they go, oh, fair enough. I like that bit. Let's talk about something else. Like it is, it is such a nice, sane place. And yeah, Eric put together this amazing uh, compilation of Steel Wars listeners talking about Star Wars fandom and and their favourite bits of uh, the Steel Wars interviews and podcasts and stuff. And it was, I was a bit overwhelmed when I uh, heard that and found out that everyone had gone to such an effort. So that will be next week on the feed, but I will get into Eric's Christmas story. When I was maybe six or seven, I got a Millennium Falcon for Christmas. Already jealous of this dude, by the way. Um, (laughs) This would have been in 1980 or thereabouts. It's hard to remember exactly. I didn't realise it at the time, but we weren't super well off. It must have been a pretty big expenditure for my parents. Anyway, it was the best toy I've ever seen. After I played with it for a couple of hours, my dad asked me if we could take a look at it, if he could take a look at it. This is the guy who took me to see Star Wars for the first time, and it was something we really bonded over. At the time, my dad was studying electronics, and he had set up this mess of a workshop on top of the deep freeze in our utility room. He takes my coveted new toy and opens it up completely. I was totally freaking out. I couldn't believe he was wrecking the sweetest present I've ever received. (laughs) My dad had built a circuit that made a repeating laser sound. He installed a speaker in the little pocket that was between the front forks of the Falcon and he put little red LEDs in the indentation in the back of the fork protrusions. This sounds like he was about 30 years ahead of Hasbro on this, by the way. Wow. He stuck a 9-volt battery holder in the smuggler compartment and installed a push button on the back near the push button for the engine sound. When I got it back, it had transformed into the greatest toy I have ever owned. To the greatest toy in the entire world. For years after, I would always show that sweet feature to my friends. As the years went by, my dad and I didn't always have the best relationship. It's only been in the last six or eight years or so that we've become really tight. We've both grown up a lot, I guess. Anyway, when we finally got to get together for Christmas last year, it was probably almost the new year. My work schedule and church and with this holiday-themed rock band I was touring with made things ridiculous. So here we are at my house, and as far as we were concerned it was Christmas Day. We started talking about The Force Awakens and he kept hinting that he hadn't seen it in IMAX 3D yet. 
We took off to the theatre and got there so late they told us that we, Dad, Stepmum and I, might not be able to sit together because it was practically sold out. We found two seats together and my stepmom insisted that my dad and I sit together. We watched the movie and it reminded me so much of when we saw the original film in theaters when I was just a little boy. I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty emotional experience for me. I didn't make a huge deal out of it to him or anything. We finished watching the movie and go back to our cars. I was heading home and they were going to go to my old hometown. I started getting pretty misty-eyed thinking my dad just took me to see Star Wars like he did when I was a little boy. They were behind me as we drove down the road. They took their exit and I headed to the other direction. A couple minutes later, I got this text message from my dad. God, I'm having trouble reading this. Hey, remember when I put the flashing light and laser thing in your Millennium Falcon? I totally lost it. I cried and cried. It was in a good way, though. A couple of months later, after that, I got to take him to see The Force Awakens again at the Omnimax Theatre at the St. Louis Science Centre. I told him what it basically... I told him what is basically this whole story. It turns out that it was a pretty emotional memory for him, too. I love Christmas, and I do love Star Wars. Merry Christmas, everyone. Wow. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, my God. Oh, I, um, wow, I got a bit choked up in that reading, everyone. So uh, I apologize that I had to uh, backtrack a little bit there. But thank you so much, Eric. That is, I, that's, I don't know, that's the, it's sort of cliche, but that's the thing I love about Star Wars, that it's a, a common thread that can, that can bring people together like that. Um, Emily, I'm going to leave you on the line if you want to hang out. We've got another caller so feel free to join in. Uh, Skype caller, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Brad uh, calling from British Columbia, Canada. Hey, Brad Canadian. from Canada. I know this is, um, this is a real meeting of the <laughs> Commonwealth right here. Um, yes. <laughs> what's on your mind today, Brad? There's a, there's a lot of uh, emotions on the line. Yeah, there is. Uh, I got something a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. Uh, oh, good. I don't have many memories from being a kid with Star Wars. I mean, not associated with Christmas, I mean, but this last year, just like a week ago, uh, I took my my mom to go see Star Wars. This is her first time ever seeing Star Wars. And then as soon as it was over, she said, can I borrow your Star Wars Blu-rays? Oh, cool. So I feel like from now on, every year is going to become a tradition with all of my family to go see Star Wars, which is why I love how it all lines up with Christmas. It's very uh, <clears throat> emotional, I guess. You can, but it's it's amazing having everyone I love being able to enjoy this uh, these little films with me. Brad, you promised me this was going to be more heart- light-hearted, and I'm getting choked up yet again. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, I thought it was okay. You're going to ruin my jaded image. <laughs> no, that's super cute. I understand that, because um, the last two movies, the two movies that have come out, I've been able to see them with my main friend group, who are basically my found family, and so, yeah, it's been nice 
around this time of the year, being able to just get everyone together and go see something I love so much. I got to take um, my my mommy, who who first took me to see Star Wars when I was a little boy, and I actually this is a weird memory. It was the first time I got I can remember getting dissed by my mum. She took me to see Star Wars, which was tremendous, right? And then, so Return of the Jedi is coming around, and I always look for these things on eBay, but they're super expensive. They're in the cornflakes, Kellogg's cornflakes. They had these discs, cardboard discs that I think were perforated in the middle, and they had information about the characters from Return of the Jedi. So I was going on a cornflake eating, you know, I was having it four weeks, you know, sorry, four times a day. So we could get more of these discs in the house. And these cardboard discs, what I did, because I was so amped we're going to see Return of the Jedi the next day, I got some safety pins and put these circles, which, you know, they're probably like a 10-centimeter cardboard circle, and they had pictures of all the different characters. I put them, I safety pinned them down the sleeves of my hoodie on both sleeves, so they all, like, were, like, really badly put on cardboard patches. And I showed mum, I'm like, oh, look what I've done to go see Return of the Jedi. And mum's just like, you can't wear that outside. <laughs> 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 it was the first time I remember going, oh. So it's, it's very hard for a, uh, a four-year-old boy to, um, to get dissed for bad fashion sense of your mother. <laughs> But I, yeah, I got this, I, yeah, that is, it's a sweet burn. And I got to go with, um, I took mummy and my two nieces to see The Force Awakens. And it was, um, it was very, very sweet, except for where mum kept trolling me saying that she's pretty sure Han Solo is going to come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she continually says it. And, and then when it got announced that there was a new Han Solo film coming out, she's like, see, I told you. I didn't, I didn't say how old he was going to be. Yeah. Not wrong. My mom will have nothing to do with the new Han Solo. It's Harrison Ford or bus. But oh, out in Ararat is so cute. Oh, it does. There's, there's, I, there's no way she's going to go see it. I'm just going to see it for him and Lando, honestly. I just love, I love out in Ararat so much. He's so adorable. When my mom went to see... The Force Awakens, and and she took my. I have a I have a brother who's like fourteen, and she's she's introduced him to Star Wars, which I I think is amazing. It makes me so happy. And she took him to see The Force Awakens, and she loved The Force Awakens. But when we were talking about it after, her response was, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to go see the see the next ones because I was too upset about Han dying." Oh. <laughs> For me, uh, I'm all about the villains. So when the fact that Ben killed. Han sort of made me like like him more like he's he's extra evil <laughs> I, <don't know>. wow. <laughs> I mean I like the villain but I don't know if it made me like him more I mean I can understand that it does make him a lot more evil oh yeah like full evil like you know he was you know he wasn't he was cool but he wasn't evil yet if that makes but now he's proper proper bad guy he's full evil yeah I, I just love that it, someone's going to say to me oh how did the Christmas call-in show go and it's like oh someone called in to say how much 
They loved Kylo Ren for killing Han Solo. It was really <laughs> in the, in it's the a spirit Christmas of miracle the for some people. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, I think it was a Christmas miracle for Harrison Ford, and that's about it. Because <laughs> that 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 brother's making back. Any other Christmas memories, Brad, that aren't so morbid? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I got. Uh, this would have been two days later. I mean, all my all my memories are quite recent, but the Sunday Sunday morning after the film came out, I wanted to go see it again, obviously, and I couldn't find anyone to go with me, so I had to. I was going to go just by myself. I mean, why not? And uh, I couldn't get my car up my hill up the hill outside my house because it's snowing, snowing quite a bit. So I walked uh, about half an hour to get to the theater to make the first showing in the morning. And I was just exhausted and I just didn't matter. It loved it so much. But then on the way home, when I was, cars were slipping and sliding around, I had to cross the street. And all I could think was, I'm one with the force, the force is with me as I'm walking across <laughs> the street, hoping I don't get hit by a car. <laughs> Channeling my inner cheroot. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I feel like I'm going to be chanting that the next time I play Frogger. Yeah, exa- that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> Just dodging the danger. Oh, man. Well, we've got about four minutes left on our time. We're not going to do a bonus show today. I want to keep this all up on the free feed so everyone can enjoy the Christmas cheer. I, uh, I should point out that we have call-in shows uh, with details who uh, was in both Rogue One and The Force Awakens. That will be up in the next couple of hours. And there was a few little weird things he couldn't call in, so I'm going to let that run through into the bonus section. There's a little Christmas present for everyone. He's so full of joy and positivity, and um, I would hate for people to miss out on that. So that'll be up in the next uh, couple of hours. Um, Staff. Where can the good people of the internet hear you talking and writing about Star Wars? Um, you can find me on Rogue Podron, which is a read-along podcast about the X-Wing books. Um, I can also be found on Western Reaches, which is just a grab bag of nerd stuff. Um, I'm, I write at Toshi Station and at Making Star Wars, and you can find me on my own site, notsafwork.com. Which is the best-named website of all the websites <laughs> on the internet. I, uh, I I enjoy that sweet pun uh, very much. Brad, thanks so much for calling in, man. I hope you have a great holiday. Yeah, you too. And uh, to all the listeners, I guess, as well, uh, have a Merry Christmas from me. Oh, you just told them. That's how the system works. <laughs> this is the internet. No, that's, uh, what, that's what I'm saying. I said, have a Merry Christmas. And that's what I said. We're going to get in a fight at the end of the podcast. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> um, Not the time for this. <laughs> thanks so much, Brad. I really appreciate it. Emily, it is always a joy to uh, have you on the line. Um, thank you for being my internet friend all year. I, I thank oh, Anna thank for you. that. And um, I, I hope you have a, a great time in Brooklyn. Is it snowing there? Do you have cliched uh, white Christmas? No, it's actually super warm for December. It's like 50 degrees. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but it's it's quite warm for the season here. Well... Enjoy a T-shirt. You'll be you'll be like 
Darren Lutchner wearing a T-shirt, strutting around on uh, Christmas Day, wearing their Star Wars T-shirts. But thanks so much, Emily. I uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, I will talk to you very soon. I'm guessing. Probably good to talk to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, Emily is on the Steel Wars. Star Wars, or the Steel Wars listener, I can't get this right, Star Wars Safe Haven, and um, if you want to be kept company over the holidays and, and chat Star Wars, and it's, it's a really friendly group, so find that on Facebook, there's a link to it on SteelWars.com. Staff, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to talk uh, Star Wars Christmas, and of course the great Carrie Fisher, um, happy holidays to you. Thank you so much for having me, and happy holidays to you as well. Nice. It was a true pleasure. Um, I've got 15 seconds left. I hope everyone (laughs) has a great Christmas or holidays or just day off from whatever you do. May that force be with you. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas call-in show. Thank you so much, Saf, and all the great callers. I, I'm very proud of the people that call in. I, I often just leave them on the show because I enjoy their company so much. So thank you. Um, I hope you're having a really fun great, uh, whatever this period means to you, if it's Kwanzaa or Christmas, if it's just a day off, I, um, I hope you're safe and I hope you stay well over this holiday period. If you want to join us, if you want to join many of the callers in the Steel Wars listener, Star Wars Safe Haven, there is a link on the front page of SteelWars.com that will take you to the Facebook page, or you can just search it on Facebook. We would love to have you. And if you enjoyed the holiday slash Christmas cheer on this episode, give us a retweet, share it round, and uh, hopefully someone else can enjoy it too. Also, if you're up for a laugh, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where myself and my comedian friends pretty much make fun of the complaint letters to the TV guide, just posted up a very special, very hilarious Christmas spectacular episode. It is not for the faint at heart. It is not safe for work. It is not safe... For the family car. So uh, be forewarned that it is very funny. Trust me. Thanks so much. And may that force be with you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.